Hey, hello, and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. I am your host, Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions officer currently working out of Japan. And today I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what colleges are looking for in the college application process, because I know that that's an increasingly mysterious black box, especially for U.S. universities, where everything, acceptances and all these things can seem somewhat arbitrary. So I will be going into a little bit of that. Before that, I did want to announce that we will be hosting a talk. I will be hosting a talk this Sunday, uh, January 23rd, um, from 5 to 6 p.m. JST, so Japanese Standard Time, 5 to 6 p.m. And I will be covering kind of, uh, I will be reviewing our this past year's results and any sort of major takeaways that we can have from those results in terms of what are some data points that we've seen? How has testing impacted admissions processes? What has become increasingly important in the eyes of admissions officers? And so on and so forth. And so um, that will be open to everyone. Uh, It will be recorded uh, on Zoom. And so if you are interested in attending that event, please do go ahead and sign up at uh, tokyoacademics.com slash events. Again, that is tokyoacademics.com slash events. Right? And so uh, that will be interesting. That should be fun. I'll have I'll be having a guest coming in to speak a little bit as well, um, who has seen a little bit of all of this that has happened kind of firsthand from China. So he is going to bring an, an interesting perspective to this whole admissions process as well. All right, so let's get to it. What are colleges looking for? I think this is an increasingly the challenge facing a lot of high school students as they start to think about their upcoming uh, next few years or their upcoming application or their upcoming essays, whatever it may be. I think the I want to make sure that everything that I am doing appeals to an admissions officer. And I think that it's very easy to therefore get bogged down in trying to do everything all at once. And today I want to kind of tell you the answer is yes. Uh, so I think, and the, and um, the way that I want to approach this is through the idea of that you need to be doing everything, but specifically so. And I want to take some time to explain what that means. Colleges now are, especially in the U.S., have more options than ever. In the same way that you have more options for universities than ever, colleges have much larger candidate pools to choose from than ever before, right? NYU, 110,000, right? Uh, Harvard, Stanford, a lot of these are going to, UC Berkeley, a lot of these are going to hit 50, 60,000 applications over the course of this next term or this next application cycle. And when their incoming class is only a tenth of that, right? Where just numbers, not even looking at competition, just looking at purely the numbers, it's a 10% chance, right? You add on top of that, the caliber of student who is applying to these schools, it's very easy for a student or a family to feel overwhelmed or feel like there's no option, there's no choice, there's no chance. And so these colleges also are have this luxury of, wow, we have all of these incredible, awesome candidates to choose from. We can afford to be incredibly picky because we have over time built up a reputation such that we are only attracting the best of the best to begin with. And so we only need to pick the best from the best of the best. And that's our prerogative. And so how do you as a student who doesn't quite know what defines best of the best, 
uh, for a university, how do you go about pursuing a high school career that is going to give them those things and be appealing to them? So to start off with, because I want to cover everything uh, in a little bit, in a short amount of time. The first thing and the unequivocal thing, the thing that you are going to see over and over and over and you're going to hear from admissions officers, from college uh, counselors, from the college websites themselves, is at the end of the day, your academics need to be on par, right? You need to be uh, academically there. Um, there's no way around that. Uh, if Even if you are an athlete, your chances are better if you're also academically very, very sound. There's no way around the reality that a university ultimately is first an academic institution and they want to make sure that you can hang with them. And so, but how do you show that, right? Because a lot of schools, the curriculum is the same. The options are the same. There's not a whole lot of flexibility. The electives aren't particularly compelling. So how do you go about demonstrating that academic capability, right? And so, and above and beyond, right? So one is self-study, right? And pursue self-study options that have a demonstrable outcome, right? So self-studying an AP, Right? And securing a place that will offer you to take that AP test, we will start to be able to do that starting from next year uh, at Tokyo Academics. Right, Pursue a self-study AP is one way to demonstrate your knowledge, and you can pursue that earlier on, right, ahead of when people normally take these AP classes, right? whether it be psychology or comparative government or human geography. Think about the APs, if you are in an AP school that your school does not offer and look for ways to take those exams. If you are in IB program, then for the diploma, you only are choosing six subjects over two years, right? You will be going up against AP students who have taken 15 subjects over the past two years. So how do you diversify your application portfolio? Some of that is showing the willingness to engage in independent self-study uh, practices that do have a definitive output, right? So that is one way is self-study. The other way is research um, and pursuing independent research, finding a way to publish uh, and being able to demonstrate those results. There are many kind of lower level research uh, conferences that are more than happy to take a high schooler submission. So pick a field that you are interested in, find a mentor, reach out to professors, come talk to us, right? Um, and uh, and pursue a field of research that you are hoping to publish. Just the, f- the act of having a paper published speaks volumes to your capabilities as an independent academic. Right? And then lastly, pursue really difficult courses. And if your school does not give you the capacity to, then that may be something you would want to spend a little bit of your summer doing. Right? And so in general, I have frowned upon big name university summer programs because they do feel very pay to play. And at the end of the day, there isn't much output. The one caveat I will put around this, especially as uh, standardized testing is becoming diminished, especially as guaranteed internship opportunities are becoming increasingly rare due to the pandemic. The caveat around this is that if you are able to secure an opportunity to take an actual undergraduate level class through these summer programs, Harvard, for example, is very much able to do this. If you qualify for the summer pre-college program, you can take undergraduate summer courses, not a course designed and tailored for high schoolers to explore what their interests, blah, blah, right? But an actual course with undergraduates. 
and receive the appropriate college credit. Right? Those are the types of classes, that is the level of intensity that could be very helpful uh, in indicating and demonstrating that you can hack it, that you can hang with uh, academically with the best of the best, okay? So <clears throat> again, you want to kind of do everything, but a little bit extra, right? Do everything, but be very specific with how you are doing it, right? 4.0 is not specific. That is a generic perfection. Like the, I hate saying that because 4.0 is not easy to get, but that is a very generic perfection that everyone is going to be able to get if they work hard and if they have the capacity and the resources to obtain that 4.0, right? And so what you need to be thinking about is how do I carve out a niche for myself that demonstrates my academic brilliance, but in a very specific way, right? I'm, I'm brilliant in a way that is not true for almost anyone else, okay? The other has to do with the subject matter, right? And a lot of students come to me and ask me, what should I declare for my major? What should I think about as my major? Does it make sense to say that I'm really interested in Nordic studies, for example, when I'm actually really interested in being an engineer, just so that I can get in, right? And then once I'm there, I'll change my major. And the answer is yes and no, right? Obviously, don't declare a major for which you don't have the evidence to back it up, right? But the recent trend and the recent change has been that, not change necessarily, but the doubling down on things has been that colleges are very interested in the student who is kind of what you would call a dual threat, right? And so if you think of like the baseball player, like Shohei Otani, right? He is a pitcher and a rockstar pitcher, but also he's a massive home run hitter, right? The ability to do both is incredibly appealing, right? And so what colleges are interested in more of now is the student who can be that dual threat, who has very strong capabilities in at least two areas, and hopefully, preferably, those two areas are pretty distinct, right? Because it sort of follows that if you're really good in math, you'll probably also be really good in physics and probably also really good in coding. If you're really good in uh, at writing, you probably also will be good at history, probably also will be good in some sort of philosophy course, right? That there are certain things that track. And so um, being good at math and physics and coding doesn't tell me a whole lot more and isn't all that interesting, right? And so you've satisfied the goal of being everything, right? That I'm good at all this stuff, but it doesn't stand out. It's not carved out in a distinct way because the contrast, the, the combination isn't interesting. So I think of this a lot of times when I first, growing up, when I was growing up in uh, Hong Kong, my grandmother, my popo, uh, she gave me a uh, mango. And I was like, yay, mango, I'm so excited. And then she dumped a like pile of chili powder on it. I was like, excuse me, what are we doing? This makes no sense. Um, this is gonna taste awful. And the uh, the combination though, of course, those are obviously we know this now, right? The, that the, the contrast is designed to draw the sweetness. It's the same reason we put salt on different types of fruit like watermelon, right? The goal is to draw out the sweetness of the fruit and that contrast can end up becoming very interesting. And so obviously I don't want your first impression to a university to have the admissions officer think, oh, this is awful, this isn't going to work and then be surprised that it does. But you want to be thinking about that contrast between the STEM and the humanities fields, right? Do I have an interesting combo there? Not just did I do them both. Every kid by definition of what a high school requires you to do will have done them both, right? But am I 
but am I doing them in a way that is specific to me, right? If I am interested in environmental science, then I probably need to be really, really good at biology. I should also probably be looking into law and find some way to demonstrate that I have good capabilities with law because environmental science is a lot about knowing your stuff in terms of science, but then being able to advocate for policy level change, which is going to be on your law side. And so that then becomes a, you are showing that you are a dual threat. You have your science and you have your STEM, you have your humanities, but you're doing so in a combination that sparks interest, right? That um, sparks that contrast of like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how those two have combined, right? Um, in terms of the students, student, in terms of the student. And so as you continue to pursue your high school career, be thinking about, I have these two big buckets of STEM and then I also have humanities, What's, what's my love in each of these two areas? Or do I have a greater interdisciplinary love that requires both of these in order to be really successful? And then how do I demonstrate that? In school, great, but as I mentioned in my first point, do it out of school as well. And this combination is really, really important, right? Because if you just keep them separate and make them amazing, it would be like, check out this amazing, delicious, juicy, gigantic, like, whatever superlatives you want to cover mango over here and then check out these bright awesome powerful spicy like chili flakes over here and then if, if you just keep them separate then they're going to be evaluated that way okay that's great that's a mango we've got a lot of other fruit here or great those chili flakes amazing but you're in the midst of a spice rack right which is kind of what the college application process is right now, right? Is everyone has a strength. And so what you need to be thinking about, again, in terms of doing everything, but specifically so, right, is to take those two and find a way to combine them and to combine them in a way that uh, makes sense, that reflects your interests, right? And I think that process of identifying what do I care about in the humanities? What do I care about in STEM? How do I combine them in a meaningful way, right? Um, that is unique to myself, right? Becomes the best way to do everything, but specifically so. And to get away from that generic perfection, that generic excellence that a top tier college is going to have seen 70,001 times already by now. And so one of the main areas that I would encourage you to think about and one of the areas where we as at Tokyo Academics, uh, the ad admissions consulting department really try to focus on is how do we help create that chili on mango combo, right? How do we help to create that contrast between these two things that ends up actually working out really, really well together that can be very appealing, that can be very interesting and that, that demonstrate an academic a, independence, because you've had to pursue these really, really well. B, capability, because you've been able to score well in all of your things. C, creativity, because you've been able to find a way to merge your interests in an interesting way. And then finally, that final little presentational piece, because I can put a, I can dump chili flakes on a mango and give it to you, and it may taste delicious, but it's not going to be impressive on the outset, right? That presentational piece, that piece that of, of putting something together and the plating part of it, right? If you guys watch MasterChef or anything, any eating food competition, plating is everything, right? Um, that plating piece of it is if that you can find a way for that combo to then also help others become better and find a way for it to serve the community and uh, either through teaching it or 
um, contributing to the growth of a community in some way. That's the final flourish, right? And then you really have in one sort of activity captured all of those different sort of things, right? And so what is that activity? That's where the conversation comes in. And that's a conversation I love having with students and with families because that brainstorming process, that figuring out it out process gives the student an opportunity to maybe for like the first time think about actually what do you want to do and see that what they want to do can be successful, right? Can be engaging, can be appealing to an admissions officer at a top two university. But what they need to do then is figure out the packaging, right? How else do we play it? How do we present it? What can we bring up that presents a contrast that um, makes this academic profile, this application profile, a little bit more, more diverse and contrasting and engaging, okay? So hopefully that starts to shed some light on it. I will be talking about this a little bit more in my talk on the 23rd, um, but it is a topic that I will kind of be bringing up back up over and over uh, as we move throughout the year, because I really do think this figuring out what those pillars, what you want those pillars in each of these areas to be is incredibly important. What's your mango? What's your chili flake, right? And those things are really that is a really important reflective process that is best started very early because building these things out take time. Identifying these opportunities takes time. And in order to effectively do so, that stuff needs to start uh, sooner rather than later. So um, be thinking about that image. Hopefully that image was powerful enough for you, right? Of mango plus chili. Actually do try it. It's kind of amazingly good, um, but be thinking about that, right? as we uh, move forward, as you move forward into the second semester, into thinking about your summer, into if you are a junior, you're going to start, college is going to start becoming very real this semester. Really be thinking about that, right? What is your mango chili flake? What is your combination? And if you don't have one, how can you go about identifying it? And what can you do to really demonstrate that you have those capacities? have those capabilities and have that creativity to a university admissions officer, okay? So as I always say, right, our motto here is the key to getting in is getting ready. And this is why, right? Because of how competitive the admissions, the admissions scene is and how much work needs to go into putting together you in a way that gets you in so that you then have the freedom to then explore and do whatever you want. And so, uh, that's kind of where um, I wanted to leave it. Uh, I'll just end it there, um, but be thinking a little bit about that uh, throughout the week. And, uh, and you know, if you are interested or have questions, I'm happy to spend some time talking with you, with your family, and kind of figuring out what makes the most sense. But just really think about that mango chili flake, okay? Uh, and remember, as always, as I just said before, the key to getting in is getting ready.